I remember when I first came to India almost 25 years ago, and I was so blessed to be with Pooja Swamiji in Seva in America. And we were on airplanes, and in America, in the airplanes, the magazines that they have on the airplanes, as Pooja Swamiji would just flip through it casually to kind of see, ki kya baat chaladahe yaha medakame. Inevitably, there would be some or other advertisement for some kind of a stress management program or course. And he always would laugh. He'd say, you know, here we are in a place where they have everything. A place jaha sabhi log jana chahte hain. Jaha jisse poocho, sabhi kehte hain ki kisi tarah se mera ko America mein bajwao. Kisi tarah se mera America mein nokre lagwao. Kisi tarah se mera visa lagwao. And you come here, and what are the advertisements for? Stress management. Or Pooja Swamiji hamesha haste day. So when we think about stress management, it's really something that we have to take a whole new view on. Because it's become this, this normal. It's become really a new normal, not so new. but new in terms of our cultural history, new in terms of our sanskaras, our sanskriti, new in terms of our cultural evolution. Stress is not supposed to be the way that we live. Stress is supposed to be something that we have very, very briefly. I'll speak in a little while about what stress is caused by, but it's not supposed to be that which we live with. It's certainly not supposed to be that which we care enough about to actually manage. You know, it's funny. Think about all of the things in our world that we are learning to manage. We manage our money, we manage our estates. We manage so many aspects of our lives. Things that matter to us, we manage them. Things we want to take care of, we manage them. Stress now has become something that we're also talking about managing, which is amazing. Just like your wealth, just like your estate, just like your health, the things that are the most precious to you, those are the things we manage. Suddenly now, we're talking about managing stress as though stress too is something of such value, of such importance. Ki jase hum wealth management karte hain. Jase hum health management karte hain. Stress management card No. Wealth is something we want to take care of. Health is something we want to take care of. Stress is something. Just say hum Stress is not something that we want to learn how to 
properly have in our lives. It's something we need to learn how to not have in our lives. Now, of course, as I said, it's become normal. So I know all of you are thinking, how can we actually live without stress? Stress, though, everybody has it. And this is what we're going to talk about today because it's our own narrative. It's our own way of accepting stress that has actually made it normal. We need to have a whole new way of looking at stress and a whole new way of looking at ourselves and our lives. My favorite way of thinking about this is the normal temperature for a normal healthy human being is about 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. It's about 37 degrees centigrade. Now, naturally there's a little bit of fluctuation, but not much. If you wake up one morning and you take your temperature and the thermometer says you have a fever of 102 degrees, what that means is that there is an illness in your body. There's an infection in your body and that's why your temperature has risen in order to fight off that infection. It means bottom line ki a bimard ho gaya. Kuch ilaj kardna hai. Chahe aap allopathic ilaj karenge. Koi krosin ki goli lenge. Ya aap homeopathic, ya ayurved, ya naturopathic ilaj karenge. Whatever type of treatment you're going to do. 102 fever means kuch gurbad hai or kuch kardna chahiye. Kam se kam aram kardna chahiye. Kam se kam kaam pe ne jana chahiye. Kam se kam thodi dard lete rahenge. Juice pilo. We know it means there's a problem. Because we know that normal is 98.6. But ab socho, imagine that when you take your temperature in the morning and the thermometer says 102, or aap apne sare doston se puchenge. Chalo yaar, ye batao. Temperature kya hai tumara? And everybody says 102, 103, 101.5. Toh aapko lagega, acha ye normal hai. Now, that infection is still ravaging your body. Chahe sabhi bimard hai. That doesn't have any impact on the infection. Whether you are sick alone or you're sick with everybody, either way you're sick. But it has a huge impact on our minds because if we think that everyone has 102, if we think 102 is normal, Thofred Hum, Elaj Doctor ke paas ne jayenge. Vishram bhi ne karenge. Humko lagega ye normal hai. And then what will happen? Will we get healthier? 
No, we're just going to get sicker and sicker because we don't take care of it. So as we speak today about stress and stress management, the first and most important piece to realize is stress is not normal. Now, I realize it has become very prevalent, meaning a lot of people have it. But there is a difference between prevalence and normal. There's a lot of cities in the world today where COVID is very prevalent. Lots of people in that city have it. But it's come at that COVID is normal. We still understand it is an illness. There's a lot of villages in India where malaria is very prevalent. But again, not normal. We realize elaj kardnahe, prevention kardnahe, kuch kardnachaye. In the same way, the fact that stress is very prevalent should not be confused with thinking that stress is normal. I'm going to ask you all, wherever you are with me, to raise your hands that together we begin with the awareness that stress is not normal. Prevalent, yes, but prevalent as a disease, something we need to treat, not manage, but treat. So we raise our hands together that we agree Stress is not normal, and we are going to treat it and overcome it. Great. Now, let us understand that stress happens why. So our physical bodies that have been evolving for hundreds of millions of years, from little single-celled amoebas, slowly, slowly, we evolved from single-celled amoebas to multi-celled organisms. We lived in the water, we lived on the land, slowly, 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 slowly. Finally, we become humans. Evolution has happened over hundreds of millions of years. Our bodies, our brains have adapted. That which is the most effective at staying alive is that which stays with us. Now, one of the things that is very effective at staying alive is something that we have in our nervous system called the sympathetic nervous system. And it's also sometimes called our fight or flight nervous system. And it's called that because what it is for is when we are under attack. So imagine that you were not living in a beautiful home or an apartment, but that you were living out in the jungles that you were living hundreds of years ago or thousands of years ago. There are tigers, 
there are bears. There are other tribes wanting to steal your land, wanting to kill you. So what does the sympathetic nervous system do? What it does is, through a series of chemical reactions in our bodies, and I won't go into it, you're all management students, not science students, but nonetheless, what it does, it's a beautiful system that God has given us. And it takes all of the energy in the body, all of what you could call ojas, or pran, or shakti, in the body, or from a biochemical standpoint, all of the blood flow of the body. And it takes it out of the systems that keep us healthy, our digestive system, our reproductive system, our endocrine systems, all of these wonderful systems that keep our bodies functioning well. And it takes that blood and it sends it into our arms and our legs. And it does that so that we can either fight or flee. That's why it's called fight or flight nervous system. So right now, if in your home, suddenly a masked band of bandits came in and they had guns and they were yelling and they were pointing their guns like this, what would happen in your body? Well, your heart rate would increase. Your heart would start to beat very, very fast. You'd feel it in your chest. Your blood pressure would rise. Your palms would become very, very sweaty. That's what you would notice. But also what would happen is you would have an incredible amount of what we call adrenaline. If you needed to run out of the building, if you needed to fight them off, if you needed to pick up a table and throw it at them, if you needed to pick up your mom, your dad, your sister or brother, and carry them in your arms out the door, you would be amazed at the energy that you had to do that. So many people later think, Kimene Kesekia. Chotisi mothers pick up cars off of their babies if accidentally the child has gotten under the wheel of a car. They carry their babies overnight walking through villages to get to a healthcare center when the child is sick with fever. So many stories we have. These are miracles of our sympathetic nervous system. That adrenaline in the body that makes our heart beat fast, gives us lots of energy in our arms and our legs, makes our viewpoint very, very narrow. So if those armed bandits were in your house, you wouldn't be worried about how many people liked your last post on Facebook. You wouldn't be worried about what grade you were going to get in an exam a month from now. You wouldn't be worried about how much you weigh. You wouldn't be worried about a pimple on your nose. You wouldn't be worried about what 
the girl you like or the boy you like might have said to someone else about you. In that moment, one thing and one thing only matters. Staying alive. And so along with our blood rushing to our extremities, our mind and our vision and our attention become very, very, very narrow focused just on survival. We are prepared to fight whoever we need to fight in order to stay alive. Now, that is great if you need to fight a tiger or a bear or bandits or a shark in the ocean. The problem becomes that these days, everything in life has become a survival situation. Everything in life has become an emergency. So someone is beating us for first place in our class. Someone has posted something negative about us on social media. There's an exam coming up and we haven't studied well and we don't know the material and we're worried that we're not going to do well. This has become life and death situation. And we have the same sympathetic nervous system response to someone posting something negative about us on Facebook as we did to having a tiger come into our homes. Now, first of all, it's very, very bad for us physically. This is where high blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, so many physical ailments come. But what it also does is it ruins us emotionally because it prevents us from being able to actually realize the beauty of the lives that we have. If our mind has become so narrow, what rank I am in my class, what job I'm gonna get, how many followers I have on social media or who posted what about me, what my weight is, what the color or shade of my skin tone is. All of these things that become life or death, stress causing, they prevent me from seeing and living in the beauty of this opportunity, this experience of life. So I'm harming myself physically and I'm also harming myself emotionally. Now, this is where we need to move beyond it. The reason that we feel stressed about our grades, our exams, the job we're going to get, the posts on social media, our ranking in school, our ranking on a social ladder, a popular ladder, whatever way we judge ourselves. The reason that that matters to us so much is that we've convinced ourselves that our happiness depends upon things in the outside world being the way I want them to be. 
And what I can promise you is that isn't, it isn't the answer to happiness. You can earn and acquire and achieve the most in the universe and it's not going to bring you happiness. And the way that we know this is the people who have earned and acquired and achieved the most are not the happiest. Ask them. And think back in your own life about the times that you are filled with the most happiness, the most joy. They're not at times of getting a raise or getting a good grade on an exam, buying something. There are moments in which you connect. Connect with the truth of yourself. Connect with the beauty of the universe. Connect with others. Now, what happens is we are trying, in my favorite way of thinking about it, to squeeze orange juice out of a cow. And it's stressful. Imagine you have a cow, but in your mind you've decided that orange juice is what you need. So what do you try to do? You squeeze those udders of the cow as hard as you can for orange juice. And of course, as you do it, what happens? Milk comes out. And every time milk comes out, you're more and more frustrated. Now, it's a two-part dilemma. Number one, you'll never get orange juice from a cow. Number two, you're spilling and wasting and losing the precious, beautiful milk that does come from a cow. Now, in our lives, we are trying to squeeze happiness, joy, peace, meaning in life from our academic career, our degrees, our titles, our bank accounts, our popularity, our social media pages, our physical beauty, and it just doesn't come there. But those are all wonderful things. Absolutely. Succeed. Do your best. Thrive. Be a wonderful asset to humanity. That is your dharma. But it is not where your joy is going to come from, where your peace is going to come from. So recognize that all of the money, all of the success, all of the skills, all of the abilities, all of the popularity are wonderful insofar as they help you be a great asset here on planet Earth. But they are not the source of your peace and your happiness. That source comes only from within. And that's where we have to keep going within. Otherwise, we keep getting more and more things and we're still not happy.